I, I do believe that if we can get out there and create a transparent ecosystem, and by ecosystem I mean having both your investors and your issuers all, all using it, that could be very beneficial to the real players in the sector and then to new money as well. Otis Gold Corp is a gold development and exploration company with quality projects in the pro-mining state of Idaho. Otis's flagship Kilgore project has a resource of 961,000 gold ounces, and its recently published preliminary economic assessment demonstrated an impressive post-tax IRR of 53% at $1,500 gold. In addition to the significant expansion potential at Kilgore, Otis is exploring its highly prospective Oakley project. This Carlin-type gold deposit already has an inferred resource in previous near-surface drilling inter at 123 meters of 0.69 grams per ton gold. Otis Gold Corp trades in New York under the ticker OGLDF and in Toronto under the ticker OOO, that's triple O. To learn more, go to otisgold.com. That's otisgold.com. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Mining Stock Education. I am your host, Bill Powers. I appreciate you tuning in. If you'd like to engage the show, you can always reach me at bill at miningstockeducation.com. Well, today's episode and focus flows out of my experience at Beaver Creek about a month and a half ago. For those of you that listen to every episode, you know that I was at Beaver Creek, and that is a, a conference where you go and you meet one-on-one -on -one with various management teams, and for about 25 to 30 minutes, those meetings last, and the management team walks you through their presentation. I sat down for about 30 of these, and by far when I was there, the most persuasive and memorable presentations, just from a presentation standpoint, not talking about the character of the management or the viability of the, the projects, but just from a presentation standpoint, the most persuasive and best ones were those that incorporated this newer technology called Verify Technology, to where I would sit down and the CEO wouldn't hand me a paper PowerPoint, but would hand me an iPad. And as they click through their iPad and circle things in real time, that would show up on my iPad. And they toured me both uh, topographically the, uh, for me to see the projects as well as going underneath the earth and showing me the 3D models. And I could ask questions. Why did you drill here and not drill over there? And they'd be able to turn the 3D model and address that. So it was, it was very um, impactful. And it Again, it was a step above just the standard PowerPoint on paper presentation. So as a result of that, I, I reached out to Verify and I reached out to Steve DeYoung. He is the CEO and co-founder of Verify. Uh, if you follow the junior mining sector, you know that Steve has experienced uh, great success, even in his 20s in this sector, where he was the CEO and president of Integra Gold Corp before that company was successfully sold to El Dorado Gold. Steve's currently the chairman of Integra Resources and also serves on the board of other junior mining companies. Steve, welcome to Mining Stock Education. I appreciate you joining me and uh, perhaps for those listeners that aren't familiar with your story you could share a little bit about your experience with Integra Gold and how that helped inform and even uh, produce the company Verify that you're leading now. Sure well th first off thanks for having me. So, so my background as you mentioned is more in the in the actual on the corporate side of the, of the mining industry in the junior mining industry. Um, so I became the CEO of a, of a really a small junior company in Explorer in Quebec when I was about 28 years old. It was a $10 million company in, called um, called Integra Gold. And this was in 2012. And I little did I know that the price of gold had just peaked and we were sort of setting in for the nuclear winter of the precious metal, precious metal market. Um, over the next five years, we've grown Integra Gold, uh, built our team from one person in Quebec to ultimately just under 100 
Um, and then our, our business was acquired in 2017, as you mentioned, by Eldorado Gold, and that was a $600 million acquisition. So uh, shareholders did well by it. It was a bit of an outlier in what, what, as I'm sure all of your listeners are well aware of, it's been a really tough time in the, in the space. And we had a lot of exploration success, and I give full credit to our exploration team for kind of discovering the, the ore body that they did. That um, I was actually the mine opening uh, about three months ago, and it's now employs 400 people and is producing 130 to 170,000 ounces a year, um, which equates to between two and $300 million a year in uh, Canadian revenue. But when we look back at that story, a, a lot of our success was, was just built on sort of this men, or this culture that we built around embracing technology. And we did things like we did a million dollar crowdsourcing challenge where we took a data set that we had acquired through an acquisition and put it out to the world and said, anyone out there who is good with data, be a geoscientist or a computer scientist or a data scientist or a machine learning expert, whatever it may be, take a look at this data and tell us where we should look for more gold. Uh, we we co-hosted or we founded an event called Disrupt Mining with Gold Corp, which was a call out to anyone with disruptive technologies that could be applied to the mining sector. And in the late days uh, of Integra Gold, we actually we created a virtual tour of our site. And we're a few iterations past that now at Verify, but simplistically it was just, it was we would charter planes and bring people up to our site in Quebec, and we are an hour flight from Toronto, so we could do quite simple um, site tours and our project was two kilometers away from the airport. But we looked at this and said, why are we spending 25 to 50 grand each time to bring 10 or 15 analysts and investors out here? There's got to be a better way for us to open up our site to the whole world because we're really proud of all the work that we did. So we created a, a virtual tour and, and really simplistically, it's a, using 360 degree photography from drone shots to inside buildings to underground and linking those together where you can jump from one to the next and, and understand the site. And what we found, and this is the late days of Integra Gold as we're going through this, um, spending kind of two, three weeks a month on the road meeting investors and then going through a, a very competitive sales process and meeting with potential buyers of our company. We found that we'd spend 70, 80% of our time in meetings with an iPad going through this, this virtual tour of our site and 10, 20% of the time with the actual PowerPoint or the, or the, the, physical PDF presentation as, as we traditionally have. And it was based on that experience that we just realized people are just naturally drawn to this much more immersive experience. Maybe as an industry, we've just been presenting information inadequately and we haven't realized it yet. And and it was through that experience that that, that kind of became Verify. And the idea at Verify is that we're going to um, completely reinvent the way that an investor looks at a company. And we do that by giving companies presentation tools that allow them to tell much more uh, of their story than, than what they can fit into a two-dimensional physical paper uh, presentation. And at the same time, we give investors tools that they can actually, <clears throat> they're able to filter through and see what's real and what's not because they're getting a much more transparent um, view and, and, and rendering of uh, any individual company's value proposition. So the companies are beneficiaries of this technology, as are investors like myself. Uh, how might the regulators be beneficiaries of this technology? So the, the primary audience, even though if we look at our client base, the client base is really the companies where that's that's who we provide a service to. But our primary audience is really the investor. And we're very careful as we build out our, our company and our business that we don't just turn into a promoter's tool that we are very much kind of a trusted source of information by the buy side and the investor, whether it's a retail investor or a sophisticated institutional investor. So we, there are two beneficiaries of it. The people who don't benefit from our, 
our business are sort of your your snake oil salesman promoters because we're now creating a transparent presentation tool that's going to make it very difficult for them to hide behind. Um, the regulators on the other side, kind of, if, if you look at all the information we do or all the information we put into a presentation, it's all public. It's all fully disclosed in, in nice, big, heavy, long press releases and technical reports and so on. We just make that very visual and, and easy to work through. So you can imagine like when you look at a press release for a company and there's two pages of drill results that are literally just numbers with, with coordinates and mm-hmm. azimuth and dip and, and so on, that, that means literally nothing to 99% of the people that view it. All, all you look for is you scan through and look for the highest grade intersections and then try to make a call on whether or not that's adding value or that's exciting or not. Take that same drill result and put it into a 3D rendering where you can see where everything is in relation to each other. And that exciting drill result, is it five meters away from another one or is it 100, 200 meters away from anything in, in a completely new area? Um, that's really that, that level of transparency. It's just um, you can imagine be it, whether you're a regulator or investor, whoever it may, it, it should that a transparent market should lead to better decisions. And so so far from everything we've heard, um, both from regulators, investors, companies that, that really want to tell their stories, uh, transparently, uh, the feedback's been phenomenal. Steve, I think this technology has uh, the capability of bringing in a lot of uh, new resource investors. I don't come from a mining background. Uh, in my educational studies in college and even beyond college, I didn't take any geology classes, not even one geology class, didn't focus on mining investment until uh, late 2015-ish. So when I started to read these press releases and, like you said, try to make sense of a bunch of numbers in a chart, I didn't even know what it meant. But if you would have given me the verify technology and I would have been able to see, okay, that was a step out hole, which means that, oh, they're potentially growing or expanding the resource. Therefore, there's value created. I could understand that, but there wasn't a visual to help me get there. No, exactly. And, and you have, we all have to acknowledge, too, that the way people digest information today is very different than it was 20, 30 years ago. So it's not only this isn't saying that that mining companies or junior miners are misrepresenting information, but I think by not um, having the tools to, to present information that is sort of in accordance with the way that we've all evolved in the age of, of instant gratification and social media and everything else, um, we're, not, we're not doing ourselves any favors because it's already quite technical information. Add, add the fact that this has been quite a tough bear market, so you don't have investors crawling all over each other to get in and, and look and invest in your space regardless. We should, as an industry, be making things as absolutely simple and easy for people to understand sort of the value of what we do. So I, I completely agree with you. Like our primary audience today, just by design, happens to, for the most part be existing mining investors. Um, and even then, it's it's sort of the more sophisticated ones in, in that people who really understand our sector, some with a technical background, some without. But we're very much building our tools where kind of we'll have different versions of the same presentation. So if you've got sort of 30 years of geological experience or 30 minutes of geological experience, there will be a, a form of a presentation that you're going to be able to understand. When you are selling your product because you are a for-profit business and your clients, as you mentioned, are the mining companies who incorporate this technology on their websites and in their presentations, what are some of the common objections that you receive from these mining companies for them to overcome in order to uh, use your technology? So a, a lot of it is like you, you're dealing with the, the, the traditional PDF presentation almost becomes it's a bit of a, a safety net or a crutch. And you are asking 
people to change their behavior. If somebody's been using that same way for 20, 30 years, even even five or 10 years, they're just used to it. So you are asking, when you ask someone to change your behavior, you have to make that as simple as possible. Um, we haven't, to, to be really honest, like we're growing right now by sort of two or three new clients a week. So it's it's happening we haven't had a lot of difficulty getting new new clients and what happens and, and your to your example, when somebody sits through a presentation and they see the, the a, a good they have a, a positive verify experience and then go back to um, the traditional uh, two dimensional PDF, those individuals who are the, the ones giving those presentations, that is almost an extension of our sales team. So when we look at uh, how we grow our business, it's really to empower kind of the executives and the people using our product as much as possible and become the voice of sort of the benefits of Verify. And then also the individuals like yourself and any investors who have a good experience, because I'm assuming you're not just investing in one company. So if you're an influential, if you're an influential institutional investor and you have some uh, Verify investments in your portfolio um, and, and kind of they're really helping you understand sort of the value and, um, and the key messages to that company, there's nothing stopping you from telling all the non-verified clients in your portfolio, this is a tool that they should be looking at. So so like to be honest, the pushback we often get is, is quite simple, like how easy it to use, is this additional work and so on. And where we're spending a lot more of our time now is now that we've got this tool, what are the ways that we can help you use this tool to save you time and save you money? And you mentioned um, earlier the ability to remotely connect multiple devices. Well, imagine you are an executive and you want to take your head of expiration on a marketing trip with you to, to wherever it may be, to London. You can now you now have the ability to go there by yourself and for individual presentations where you're meeting with a geologist, you can just have him dial in remotely from site or from your head office, walk them through, take control of the, of the device, walk them through remotely, and then they can get back to work and you can continue on your marketing trip and you've just saved kind of weeks of one of your executives time and the money and, and so on. So that that's what we're really kind of spending a lot of our time doing now is explaining to these companies that this is not an add on to your workload. This will kind of when used properly, this should save you a lot of time and money and allow you to get back to running your business instead of just running around the world um, chasing new investors, which whether we like it or not is a, is a huge component to running a, a, a business. I think it'll make the marketing of the company more effective too. I was just told recently by a CEO that they chose not to go to a couple upcoming conferences because the money that they're going to spend, the tens of thousands of dollars, just wasn't going to be worth it. But if you take that same money and you put it in a technology like this, you have a compelling presentation for your company on your website and accessible uh, all the time. Yeah, exactly. So it's, and, and it's really, those are the two parts to our business. The first is kind of just give you a tool that makes it better to present, whether you're in person or remotely. And the, the second part, which is where we spend more and more of our time now is really what are the kind of implications of, of using this technology on your business? And the first is save you time, save you money and so on. But there's also, because you're now giving a digital presentation and you can imagine if a thousand people go through your presentation and we walk through the analytics after that, and we can see that nobody's spending any time on here and everybody is drawn to these two or three components to your presentation. What we'll do is, is we'll work with a company to modify the presentation so in the future, um, it, it really kind of revolves around what people are looking at. And it's not something you can do in a, in a PDF and, and kind of physical paper-driven world. So we are helping companies to make mo much more effective presentations that actually focus on the things that people care about. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. 
Orn Resources is a junior exploration company with the appetite of a major, focused on finding the next globally significant discovery to create enormous potential upside for shareholders. It's one of the most aggressive exploration companies pursuing high-grade, scalable gold and copper deposits and has a premier seven-project portfolio including its two flagships, Committee Bay in the Arctic and Sombrero in Peru. With Orin's unparalleled technical team and highly experienced management with a history of success in advancing and monetizing exploration assets, Orin has been called one of the best in the junior exploration sector. Orin trades on the TSX and NYSE under the ticker AUG. To learn more, go to orinresources.com. That's A-U-R-Y-N resources.com. As uh, someone that came from a non-mining background, as I referenced earlier in our conversation, Steve, something I thought about was when you're dealing with a certain type of deposit, whether it's a VMS or a pore-free deposit, uh, new investors don't understand the significance of that. And you, the drill results only have meaning if you understand what type of deposit we're talking about. Perhaps you could add in some educational element to the deposits for where you could just click in and you could go into newbie mode. And then when the viewer goes into newbie mode, you know, there's an overlay of porphyry deposits or understand the key characteristics of a porphyry deposit and how this particular deposit meets that or differs from it. Uh, had you thought about anything like that? We, we have. So kind of, again, building out more of our investor user side of the platform. That's one of the key components to it is to start kind of, presenting the same information for different audiences and which is very easy to do if it's in kind of if it's a digital presentation so one of the things that you're going to see is you'll, you'll soon see guided tours where companies can take you through and the same way it'd be a youtube video or someone else they can take you through a tour whether it's in person or if it's pre-recorded but you'll have the ability to stop at any time and then manipulate and, and kind of interact with the the photography and the 3d model and those other components so think of it almost like an interactive um, an interactive presentation um, the next layer to that is to actually just start building out educational presentations just like that where you um, use various companies models and data to create well let's walk you through what a narrow vein deposit looks like because everybody in ontario is really excited about this one project Here's four or five other examples of what's been successful and what hasn't been in the sector. So when you go look at any one individual project, you come in with a little bit more kind of education of what you should be looking for, what you should be careful about, uh, and so on. And I, and I think that's where, like, I'm not a believer that we're just going to get a bump in the gold price or, or whatever commodity price and everything, everyone will fly back in. Like, I think we need to back it up a little bit and create tools that have, like, that, that educate people on how why they should be investing in the sector. And I think if we do that and sort of build that foundation properly, we'll have a much more investable market and a much broader um, audience. A lot of exploration companies are incorporating artificial intelligence to uh, for targeting purposes for the drill holes. Is there any synergy between what's occurring in the mining exploration sector there and the Verify technology? Yeah, there definitely is. It, it's something that, that sort of we haven't spent a lot of time yet but as we build out sort of this we are we are accumulating this massive amount of data as, as we kind of go through and i've talked to a few of our client companies in the past like should we what if, what if we started a program where we, we started looking at how we can process this data to whether it's generating expiration targets or it's higher level where we're just starting to identify investment in trends um, based on kind of how people are interacting with this data and so on um, we we haven't spent a lot of time with that. We'd have to um, make sure all of our clients and, and all of these companies are comfortable with their with kind of data being used in that scenario. But 
I do think there for our for our business at Verify, where we're different than all of these other groups that are using individual data sets is we we as of today have 110 clients representing about 160 projects. We're out there accumulating essentially the largest kind of database of, of mining information that's ever existed in one place. And you have something called the Deal Room, and Kirkland uh, Lake Gold is using this. Uh, what's the Deal Room? So so the Deal Room to me, uh, I. I believe the deal room represents the future of Verify's business. So the deal room is what we've done is we partner with Kirkland Lake and Kirkland Lake is a, is, is a $2 billion to $12 billion story. It's a very exciting, I'm, I'm sure most of your um, listeners have, have followed the, or are aware of the Kirkland Lake story, but it's, um, it's a really exciting story and it's really on the back of the successful operations of two mines, the Macassa mine and the Fosterville mine in Australia. And, Kirkland Lake uses Verify for all of their investor presentations, for their meetings, and so on. They fully embraced the software as a tool that they can use to speak to investors. But with sitting down with with the CEO and and some of their others on their team, we came up with this concept. Well, why don't we use it as a, as a tool? As your company has grown and you start to look at other opportunities out there, why don't we use Verify as a screening tool um, so you can assess whether you're considering strategic investments or joint ventures or any any kind of um, uh, investments or, or uh, anytime you're looking at other projects or opportunities, why don't you use Verify? Why don't we set up Verify as a screening tool for yourselves? So it's online dating for mining companies. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of simplistically. Yes, you would you would set your filters. So same way, um, we kind of use the Airbnb example even more so than mining. You would say, I'm looking for a place in kind of this city for these dates with this many bedrooms with a pool and and so on and Everything that we have in our database that fits your criteria, you're able to take a look at. And specifically for Kirkland Lake, what we do is they're not just looking at the standard presentations for these companies. They've set kind of a, a, a templated criteria and presentation that these companies can or, or that these companies have to adhere to and how that data should be presented. And what it allows Kirkland Lake to do is it allows them to go through and, and kind of look at all of these different opportunities very efficiently on a on an apples to apples basis, and whether you take that swipe left, say swipe right, um, analogy to it, or kind of you just you go through that list and you decide what is the most attractive to us and what do we want to take the next step with, and and why I say it's I think it's the future of our business is because that deal room is going to expand well beyond Kirkland Lake where we've as we build this this massive database of companies, um, investors will eventually be able to go through and and set the criteria and the filters that they want to look at. Um, and that includes actually being able to say, set the gold price for all of the, the cash flow models, the feasibility and pre-feasibility and PAs out there, set one gold price, one discount rate, one silver price, and be able to look at that entire spectrum of, of, an, of the whole industry on an apples to apples basis. And it's something that <clears throat> is really difficult to do because everyone's using individual data sets out there right now. And we want to we want to create Verify as kind of the go-to investor tool for the entire sector. So this is like you're going to own a platform the way Facebook does or the way Twitter does. This is essentially a platform that's going to serve this in- industry. It, that's the objective because when we, when we look at sort of the, the Facebooks or the Twitters, like it's very logical you'd ever go to stevedejong.com to learn about me. You'd go to my either my LinkedIn profile or my Facebook profile. But mining, which is is a very common expiration it's a very complicated technical sector there's 2100 companies on the asx and tsx that each have their own individual powerpoint presentations and websites and, and their individual ways to present information it's, it's kind of difficult to fathom how anyone could go look at two of these 
potential opportunities and, and really have any idea what they're looking at. And to me, that's a big part of, part of the reason we're having trouble continuing to find new investors for our sector is because we haven't done a good job in sort of normalizing and standardizing the data set in a way that, that a, a platform has, like a Facebook or a LinkedIn or, or anything else. And that's what we want to become. Like, I don't think we'll ever go out and replace all the mining mineral exploration company websites out there. But I think if we do this right and we present information in a, in a very standardized, um, a standardized way, we do have the chance of becoming sort of that, that go-to source for information about any potential investment. I've heard you say that you're trying to start a more transparent, more accountable ecosystem. Um, this has been a pretty thorough interview, but is there anything you wanted to add regarding that? I, I'm always careful when I say that because I, I don't want it to make it sound like it's not a transparent, accountable sector um, because it, it sort of gives a bad name to the sector. And I've kind of, my career has kind of been on, on the issuer side, the corporate side of the sector. And I think um, I'm a big believer in what it what it does and the value that the, the sector can create. But I just I think that the tools right now don't exist. And uh, the, the tools right now don't exist for companies to be a lot of companies to be as transparent as they want to be. But it also creates um, it creates a community where bad actors can operate as well, because it's so vague whether or not they're just twinning historic drill holes or not being fully disclosed on sort of um, uh, fully transparent with with the results or so on. And that's what I think. I, I do believe that if we can get out there and create a transparent ecosystem, and by ecosystem I mean having both your investors and your issuers all all using it, um, that could be very beneficial to the real players in the sector and then to new money as well. Verify is a private for-profit company. Uh, anything you can share with us about the future plans? Uh, might an IPO be in your future someday? Uh, we you know we we sit down every six months and we reassess. We've been able to source uh, funds privately so far to to fund our growth. So we are a, we are a tech company. So yes, for profit, but also definitely not turning a profit just yet. Um, like for for us, um, and as, as we grow our business, it's not nearly as capital intensive as as say like mining or mineral exploration. So it's not we don't have that gun to our head to get public to access those those capital markets. But every six months we sit down and say what is the best path forward. Um, fortunately, myself and the co-founder, are, we grew up in, in the public market space. So that's not an intimidating route. Um, that's not an intimidating route for us to go at, at all. And then, and then the one thing I will say, just um, the, it is, if anyone wants to uh, check out our site or, or anything, it is vrify.com. Not, not. There's no e in it. Um, we're still working on acquiring it. We just can't afford it just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's verify without the E V R I F Y.com. And if they have questions, I'm sure there's a contact page there. Just write the company. You know, if you're an investor like me and you're going to these conferences and you like what you heard Steve uh, say here and you check out the website and you say, you know what, this could help the industry as a whole. Ask the next CEO you sit down with, uh, when do you plan on incorporating the verify technology? Well, Steve, I appreciate your time today. This has been very insightful. Thank you for joining me on Mining Stock Education. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Trilogy Metals is a world-class developer in Alaska's Ambler Mining District. The company already possesses 8 billion pounds of high-grade copper, 3 billion pounds of zinc, over 1 million gold-equivalent ounces, and over 77 million pounds of cobalt. Trilogy's Arctic project boasts an after-tax net present value of $1.4 billion with a 33% internal rate of return. Trilogy is led by an experienced management team with proven success in discovering and developing projects in Alaska. The company is well capitalized 
capitalized, has no debt, and possesses strong institutional support. Trilogy trades in New York and Toronto under the ticker TMQ. To learn more, go to TrilogyMetals.com. That's TrilogyMetals.com. Thank you for listening to this Mining Stock Education Podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded investors. Visit us on the web at miningstockeducation.com for more resources on precious metals and natural resource investing. At our website, you can also sign up for our free newsletter for interview transcripts, stock picks, and more. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.